Hey, AJ, are you playing Pokemon? You bet your ass I am. I'm playing it on my new Pow Kitty RGBT Max. Are you not playing Pokemon? No, um, I've always wanted to. That looks like some sort of sick Game Boy. Yeah, it's super sick. It's a souped-up Game Boy, Nintendo Switch, Lite, whatever you want to call it. But I've got Pokemon Ash Gray on here, and I'm having a fucking great time. That looks so fucking awesome, AJ. Where can I get a Pow Kitty RGBT10 Max? It's simple. Just get your credit card and go to aliexpress.com backslash korea slash pow dash kitty dash rgb10 underscore max. And don't forget to use my referral code FFL plus. Wow. I'm going to go do that. I can't wait to play Pokemon on my souped up Game Boy 2. Yes! Yeah! Game Boy! What's up, Fight Fans? This is John Scarmato, leader of the NWO Wolfpack. For life! And you're listening to the FFL Podcast exclusively on FFL+. Plus. MSG, baby. New York. Fight Island last week. Vegas in between. FFL charters us everywhere, boys. It's unbelievable, honestly. John's old stomping grounds. He's been showing showing me around. The pizza's been unbelievable. Oh, the pizza and the bagels? The bagels. The bagels have been unreal. The bagels are probably the top thing right now. It's the water, honestly. Yeah, the 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 minerals in the water is what makes the bagel. Um, we should get right to it. We got a packed show we today. Have a, we have an absolute packed show for you guys. So much great incredible. FFL content the last few days. Yeah. and It's uh, real. Business is picking up. Business sure. is definitely picking up. Uh, today will be no exception. Let's kick things off. Let's do it. What an awesome card last weekend. UFC 267. 267. Wow. Uh, yours for just the cost of one ESPN Plus subscription. No. No uh, pay-per-view price there on a numbered card. We haven't seen that since, I think, UFC 189. And uh, what a fucking card to give us for free. You missed a great card if you didn't watch. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Start to bottom. Start to finish, I should say. Top Start to, to bottom. bottom, maybe. Start to bottom. It was <laughs> fucking unbelievable. And uh, got to start off with the two hype trains. The two hype trains, two of the biggest hyped fighters in the UFC right now, with uh, incredible records and incredible winning streaks for you know different reasons. But uh, first, we saw the return Boris. of Hamzat Bors Chimaev uh, making his return, of course, since uh, his bout with COVID last year, where we thought he might retire. You know, he's come a long way since uh, spitting blood in the sink, John. Yeah. What and, an unbelievable fight. Uh, Hamset all all week just looks so relaxed, so confident. It's very rare that you see a fighter like that. And I don't want to compare him to, you know, a Connor or someone like that. It's a different level, but just the, how confident he is and how much he's backed it up so far has been amazing to watch. I mean, what happened in that fight? It's Connor. I've never honestly. I've never seen anything like that. Picks G Liang up for a good 10, well, five, 10 seconds. Carries him over to his corner. Shades of Matt Hughes. Yep. Yelling at Dana to. Did you hear what he was yelling at him about? I'll fight Brock Lesnar. He was yelling at him saying, Get off your phone while I'm fighting, dude. Yelling at Dana to get off his phone while he's fighting. Uh, gets the takedown. And then basically has his way. Yeah. On the ground completely, until he finds a submission. Completely unfair. He had him. He had him in a 
he had him in a rear naked for what seemed like a minute and a half. And very dominant. It was it it may, it should have been over a minute before, but yeah. he's just such a tough son of a bitch. Dominant the leech is such a the tough leech is very tough, very tough. Um, so great return from Hamsat. He told us all week he was going to kill the guy. He was going to eat the guy. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> That's dude. what he That's did. Pretty much what happened. And uh, you got to wonder what's next for Hamsat. You know the rankings came out. He is uh, he's top ten. Somewhere in the top ten there, and um, you know I like the Gilbert Burns matchup personally. I actually don't know that they have updated the rankings. I might be thinking of Tapology, but uh, I like the Gilbert, Gilbert Burns matchup. Honestly, for both, it's it's a little bit of a scary fight for Gilbert. He's a smaller, um, at least height-wise, welterweight. Obviously, he moved up from lightweight, but he's stocky, right? So Gilbert is small, but he's he's stocky and. Um, but, I, I like it for Gilbert because you're coming off of a loss to Usman. You beat Wonder Boy in kind of a meh fight. Uh, you're not getting Edwards or Masvidal now, we know. So if you're looking at, um, you know, if you're looking at wanting a title, the fight to get yourself back in the title picture is to beat Hamza Chimaev. And he's been talking so much. He's been on Twitter, called out Diaz, called out Edwards, called them all out. Yeah. Uh, he wants a big fight. He's put himself in position I like for a it big for fight. Why not? And I love it for Chimaya. Of course. Because if you step in the ring and uh, and you can dominate, which I would I would gamble and predict that he would dominate. I think he would. Uh, Gilbert Burns. I think he's a better version of Gilbert uh, Burns. I think you're immediately going for the title after that. So He is uh, the number two ranked fighter. I cannot wait to see uh, more of Chimaev. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite fighters to watch. Um, How could you not like him? The guy fights out of Sweden. Yeah. Out of has Sweden. Has never even stepped foot in Sweden. <laughs> but he fights out of him. Yeah, he's uh, the Chechen monster. I can't wait to see uh, more of Boris. And uh, Islam Mahashev, man. Just Islam. as special of a Just moment. as special. Uh, one of the best lightweights in the world, obviously. Um, on a nine-fight winning streak. In the UFC's lightweight division, obviously very close with Habib, trains with Habib, trained uh, with DC there, AKA. And uh, we see, you know, another performance. This is his first fight uh, against a highly ranked um, lightweight. He had the fight against Moises, but Moises, I believe, was number 15 at the time. Uh, he gets the. Uh, important to note that with Islam, no fault of his own, right? He's been scheduled twice against RDA. So I think he would have been, you know, higher up in the rankings sooner if he got those fights with RDA. But uh, he beats Dan Hooker in short order. Um, I was in the uh, in the live group chat we had. I said, hey, my prediction is Islam by a mile. I don't think this fight's going to be close. I said that right before the fight started. I said it would be cool to see a war. I just don't know that Dan Hooker's going to do it. And uh, honestly, it was Islam by a mile. Yeah. I mean, that's an understatement. Uh Dan Hooker threw one strike and the slip straight right to the double leg absolutely clinical what a what a performance that was and of course the moment where Islam looks over at Khabib yeah. in his corner and Khabib tells him to step over with the leg puts the Kimura in and, and the the that moment where you know of course Khabib finishes Michael Johnson with the and MSG, and the MSG, big moment. the big moment, that big like, I'm I've arrived moment, yeah. and Islam Kamora. Excuse me. Um, hey, we're trying to record. New York is yeah. crazy, boys. Uh, yeah, New York's unbelievable. There's a pigeon right now. There's a pigeon. Yeah, there's a pigeon. eating a chicken sandwich. Yeah, it's literally crazy. right next to us. Yeah. It's crazy. But but what a what a performance! And Islam had every. There was every every part of this fight spelled danger for Islam. Not not in the sense that Dan Hooker was a threat to Islam, but if Islam had some nerves, you know, went into that fight and laid an egg, that completely wow. derails Islam. It does. It does not derail Dan Hooker at all. Yeah. Dan Hooker, yes, he dropped two points, but look, no one expected Dan Hooker to win. Yeah. And now Islam's in a place where he's right there for a title shot. I mean, yeah. you could make the argument. And to have that performance against somebody that you you're not planning to fight, 
Islam's At planning all. to fight Rafael Dos Anjos. Yeah. Uh, gets in the octagon against Dan Hooker on short notice and to have that performance. Man. Who who is brimming with confidence. Yes. Just just had Coming a great a performance. Big yep. Um, he's he's already on weight, he's already in great shape, he's ready to go, and he just absolutely destroyed. Unbelievable. Uh, so you gotta wonder what's next for Islam. I think there's a couple scenarios we could see. I know Islam wants a title shot. I think he's definitely gonna be uh, the the fill-in for the Poirier Oliveira fight, um, unless we see somebody get completely starched tomorrow, which uh, we'll be talking about that in a minute here. But um, unless there's like a very early first-round stoppage in Gaethje Chandler, I think uh, Mahashev will end up being the fill-in. Uh, I think if Chandler wins and Oliveira wins in December against Poirier. I think that lines up Mahashev to be the next uh, contender. I think even with a massive win for Chandler over Gaethje, I don't know that he gets that rematch with uh, Oliveira right away, although that was an amazing fight. That fight is aging really well this year. It's one of the best fights of the year. It really is. Uh, Chandler Oliveira. But I think they might have Chandler either wait to see what happens or maybe one more fight. Maybe that's who fights Darius or something like that. Yeah. Uh, we could see Mahashev against Dariush, obviously. It's a very fluid situation. Very it fluid. It could go a lot of ways. Yes, it could go a lot if of ways Justin here. Justin Gaethje wins, it's almost I a think surefire title. He's shot. next. I yeah. think he's next with a That's victory. That's the only scenario where I do feel like it's a number one contender. And I think the only situation where that wouldn't be safe is if Gaethje comes out of that fight really hurt. If yeah. we see, like, a three-round war and Gaethje has a torn ECL yeah. or something. The one thing that's not going to happen in this Gaethje-Chandler fight is a snoozer. No. That's not what we're going to There's absolutely see. no There's way. No There's no way. chance that happens. There's no way that happens. Uh, these guys preparing uh, for war, yeah. two of the best finishers in the UFC right now. Uh, I can't wait. I cannot wait um, for that matchup. But 267 ended yeah. with a massive upset. Well, first of all, I mean, just super quick, we the have to talk event. about the co-main, the co-main. right? You gotta I mean, we got to talk, of course, about of course, of course. one of the best Bantamweight fights we've seen in a long time. It's so up there. So good. Such a good fight. So good. Uh, all stand-up, pretty much. All stand-up. Yeah. And two of the best stand-ups in the Bantamweight division, Absolutely. albeit in the UFC. Uh, Corey Sanhagen comes out on a mission. Looks so good. So pacing crisp. back and forth. The way forth. he was pacing, John. Oh, my God. It looked, it looked like he was destined. I got to tell it. you, I was nervous. Yeah. When I saw it, you know I was very pro-young on our last good. pod. I was feeling real good yeah. uh, with my Corey pick, seeing him in there. Especially in the first round. And the my first God. round, he touched him a lot. He yeah. touched him a lot. Touched and him Jan a lot. Doesn't it get looked like Jan was feeling him. He was. Yeah, he wasn't hurt, but he was definitely feeling him and reacting to them. But one thing that quickly became apparent halfway yeah. <laughs> through round two was that Piotr Jan is just... He is legitimately on a different level. Yeah, he's the best band in the is, world. He and is. I don't think it's that close. He honestly. deserves to be on pound for pound list too, because yeah. what he did to Corey Sanhagen in the following rounds was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Absolutely. He took all the information from round one and said, "No problem." Yeah, I'm honestly, that was ahead. that was a lot of the motivation for uh, my Piotr Jan yeah. versus Rafael Asuncao fight this week because I just wanted to look what unbelievable. A fight that was honestly. Uh, <laughs> that was. <laughs> That was unbelievable. Yeah, Piotr is uh, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite fighters. And I think there's a very real chance that by the end or by the midway point of 2022, uh, Piotr Jan is in discussion, obviously, for the pound-for-pound pound list. Uh, but he could be one of the most popular fighters uh, on the planet because yeah. this win over Corey obviously sets up the rematch with Aljamain Sterling. Sterling right now doesn't have a ton of fans in uh, the MMA land. A lot of uh, a lot of haters. I love Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, He's very talented. But uh, I think there's a very good chance we see uh, much of what we saw in that first fight from Jan, and he gets a finish or dominates Sterling, which a lot of people are going to be a fan of, and that's going to set up uh, a fight with one TJ Dillashaw. And I would favor Jan over Dillashaw right now after what we just saw. Yeah. And uh, if he beats Sterling and Dillashaw back-to-back after this performance, I mean, he's going to get some massive fandom in yeah. the UFC. I, so long as Piotr Jan is fighting five-round fights, I don't 
see a way. I don't see a way to beat him. Yeah, he's so good at defending in round one. Almost you know, giving away argue, a round. Yeah, you could argue that round one is your best chance to beat him. Yeah, but he's so he's got he's got the high guard all the time. He's got the shell guard up. That's high tight high guard. Hundred percent. And he's just not taking a lot of damage. And Corey was absolutely ripping shots yeah. to the body, the leg kicks. Um, he was touching Jan, but there was no part in that first round where you felt like. Jan wasn't going to get through that round. Right. Um, and he's just so good in the later rounds of starting to pick up the pace and pouring it on. I don't know who keeps up with him. I don't yeah, know who I don't, be I don't see a Bantamweight right now, and it's such a stacked division, but I... Yeah, if you think about it, you think, you're talking about Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw, Corey Sanhagen, Aldo... Marab. I mean, Marab. But Rob when, when you compare it to Jan... And what he brings to the table, I don't see it. I don't see, I it. Don't see it. I don't see it at all. He threw a wheel kick in round five that almost <laughs> knocked out Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, it was, uh, it was th- some of those head kicks that yeah. landed were the spinning back fists that landed cleanly. Yeah. And you could argue Sanhagen is the the toughest matchup for Young. Yeah. And, and that's what we just saw. I mean, just to close that one out, I just want to – I got to give a lot of props to Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, Short he looked notice good. Fight. He, looks he, looked to, good. he looks like he's getting better every single fight. Obviously, he's – Amazing, like unbelievably disappointed he didn't get the win, but yeah. man, he's he's such a good guy, and yeah. and his his response to losing and just saying I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna get better from this, uh, I'm a huge Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, same. I um, yeah, and this next fight's gonna be must win. Honestly, it it taking taking this fight, it's a big risk. Obviously, would have paid off yeah. if he got the victory, um, short notice victory over Piotr Jan, but uh, you know, in the record books, it's just back. Back to back in the record books, it's just back to back losses. So, yeah, exactly. uh, tough, tough if he takes a third one here. And then, of course, we yeah, the way the way it, the way it ended, we don't have to spend a lot of time on yeah. this. But uh, what a story! The forty-two-year-old Glover Teixeira, Tex, uh, the only champion in the UFC not signed to a team in the Fight Forever League uh, from Danbury, Connecticut. Now, from Danbury, Connecticut. And uh, gets the upset. Fucking did it. We were here a week ago, saying, "Does this guy have any chance?" And John, I gotta give you credit. You made some. He said, "You said absolutely, he's got a chance." These are some things he does well, but none of us picked him uh, to beat Jan Blahovic, and uh, he kills a lot of parlays uh, for me. Um, And uh, you know, I really blame Blahovic for that more than I blame uh, Teixeira. Teixeira looked good, but. Uh, just looked like an off night for Jan, honestly, Jan Bohovic. And, um, you know, there's a new king in the light heavyweight division, but, you know, he's matched up against Yuri Prohaska. I will say, uh, I think if that fight stays on the feet, I don't think it's close. I honestly think Yuri might kill him. Uh, but Yuri was just in a fight with uh, Dominic Reyes, who he killed. Um, yeah. But... Dominic Reyes was able to uh, mount him in that fight. Top yep. mount, full mount, ground and pound. Yep. And if Dominic Reyes could do that to Yuri Prohaska, uh, you got to wonder how much success Glover Teixeira is going to have, and it yeah. could be a lot. So I do think that the amount of punishment that Dominic Reyes can take is 10, 10x what Glover Teixeira can take. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Some of those shots, the chin has been through a lot. Some of those shots that landed on Reyes would put Glover out, I think. Yeah, and I think Yuri's probably been training to fight Jan Bohovic. I don't think he honestly thought Teixeira had a chance. Yeah. And he's got to know, especially after seeing Jan against Israel Adesanya, that his game plan was to take down Yuri. To get um, so I, I'm thinking Yuri's been working on takedowns. Uh, I think he's going to open as a pretty big favorite against Glover Teixeira if they end up fighting. Uh, maybe 3-1, to 4-1. to one. Defending the subs, though. I mean, we haven't seen Yuri have to do that, and I am right. that's that's the wild it's part, right? We didn't know yeah. Glover was going to submit Jan Blachowicz, yeah. let alone do what he did to him. I mean, he had he had control for over four minutes in round one. Yeah. On Unbelievable. 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 It, you know, the Polish power just wasn't there. It was wasn't an off night. Left in the hotel was. room. There's no doubt. Not to take anything away from Glover. I, and we but, do have to say that first round, obviously, was awful round for Jan. Start of the second round, I got to tell you, I was feeling good. He was I was like, up. okay, he was this is Jan, and he's about to come out and uh, and do some work. And he had some nice combinations. He did. 
Uh, but he ate that left hand. He ate it hard. <laughs> he was hurt bad. That one, that one put that him one, on ice skates. That one basically put him on ice skates. He basically didn't want. He didn't look like he wanted to be there anymore. After and that. the fact that Israel Adesanya could not land a shot cleanly like that on Jan Blahovich, but Glover Teixeira does. Yeah. Uh, clearly an off night for Blahovich. Uh, I honestly think he fought maybe a little to his competition. Looked past him. I, I mean, think so. if you compare Jan. And how he's been in this run he's had, which is a phenomenal run, uh, kind of late in his career, similar to uh, to Shara. Um, he seemed a lot more laser focused. He was, you know, he had the family with him, he had the trainer's family. He was given uh, to Shara gifts and stuff, yeah. and it was just kind of kind of off. So yeah. I'm interested to see uh, Blahovich get back. Rumors of a uh, Anthony Smith Jan Blahovich fight. Seen that? That would be. Uh, I think that'd be a good fight two phenomenal jabs honestly and I think we know that the uh, we know that the game plan of Smith is going to be to stand up so we might see a little bit better fight there from Jan but um, yeah I think we see Yuri Teixeira the one thing that's interesting is that Teixeira did mention he wants to fight you know maybe closer to the middle of next year it's a long long time time. off for Prohaska it's a long time do we see Prohaska Rakic Rakic did call out Prohaska I would love to see it. He did. I don't know if Fury wants to take that fight, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I would like to see that, honestly. I think that'd be a great fight. Um, Wow. The light heavyweight division flipped on its head. Absolutely incredible. And uh, with that, got a quick ad read, and we'll see you on the other side. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Binax Now. It's the quickest, fastest way to test for COVID-19. And drugs, apparently. Absolutely. Yeah, Abbott makes a great product here, Binax Now. It's a two-pack, and it actually does rapid testing for not only COVID-19 in 15 minutes, but also cocaine, heroin, and, of course, everyone's class favorite, AIDS. Binax Now, FFL, has uh, invested in this company, so definitely recommend you guys checking them out. Uh, we've actually started using them because it also will test for uh, performance-enhancing drugs, EPO, um, and anabolic steroids. So we're super excited to start poking uh, and swabbing and probing uh, all of your fighters to make sure that they are all on the up and up. Binax now. Again, 15 minutes, great results. Simple nasal swab, John. How do you feel about nasal swabs? Love nasal swabs. Uh, best way to do it. Uh, there's also an oral option. A lot of people like oral options for testing. Um, so definitely get in on that. And of course, being a fans of the FFL podcast, you also get a great benefit from Abbott directly. Binax now, get 15% off using promo code FFL plus. Promo code FFL plus on www.abbott.com slash Binax now. Promo code FFL plus. Get that 15% off. Fast results. 15 minutes. Binax now. John, you know when there's a big fight coming up? I'm talking massive fight feel. And you're so excited to see two juggernauts get in the octagon and have an out-out war. Shades of DC Jones, Khabib, Connor, Cyril Gaon versus John Jones and the Kumite. All out wars. You're getting me excited, Max. The league's excited. Everybody's hyped for it. We see the fight begin and we get an early round stoppage. No one likes that. No one likes an early round stoppage. No one likes a first round finish. (sighs) But what if there was a way? To guarantee that every fight was a multi-round affair. An all-out banger. I love the sound of that, and we have just the product to make that a reality. Introducing Clockstopper from Hims, The Climax Delay Wipes. These desensitizing single-use wipes help you control your climax and won't transfer to your partner. Feel all the good stuff for longer. And now, there's a special buy one, get one on HIMSS with a promo code FFL+. Get the clock stopper, buy one, get one. No prescription required, easy to use, no mess wipes, plays well with condoms, toys, and lube. 
clock stopper. Climax delay wipes make every fight a multi-round affair. Those fights in the bedroom, that is. Wipe on last long clock stopper from Hims. And welcome back. Thanks to our sponsors there. Uh, we're joined with a special guest, John, back to make his picks. Uh, he actually beat us on prediction at 267, and that is, of course, the leader of the nation of domination, not to be referred to at this moment as NOD, AJ Estrada. Welcome. Hey, glad to be here, Max. I really, really appreciate that, and so does my lawyer. You don't even understand, buddy. Yeah, so you go 4-1 and one last week at uh, 267. I go three and two, and John goes two and three. Uh, we're going to do um, predictions now for 268, of course, taking place tomorrow. Massive, massive card. One of the biggest cards of the year. And uh, I'm excited to get into the picks. You ready? Let's go. All right. So we're going to start. Uh, we're going to start things with the main card opener. <laughs> and boys, it could be the <laughs> biggest fight of the night, and it's kicking us off. Of course, uh, move from third uh, on the card to main card opener to give Trevor Whitman some time. Uh, we joked about it before that he's just going to be hanging out cage side for about two hours. But no, uh, he's coming out to start us off. Justin Gaethje, the number two ranked lightweight, uh, is fighting Michael Chandler, the number five ranked lightweight. Uh, Gaethje... Minus 210 favorite, Chandler the comeback at plus 175. AJ, uh, because you have the lead currently in picks, you will give your picks first. And then uh, John and I will add in our picks after that. So uh, start us off, AJ. Who do you got in this massive crack of a fight? Man, this fight is going to be so awesome. I cannot wait to see it. I love my boy, Iron Michael Chandler, a nation of domination representative. But I've got to go with Justin Gaethje in this case. He was my boy from last season. He did extremely well against me. as one of the greatest FFL fights of all time. And I think he's just too much for Mike Chandler in this one here. Sorry, Michael Chandler, not Mike. It's uh, uh, the fight. I thought he represented himself well against Charles Oliveira in the last bout. Um, but it, he just seems to lack that next step. I'm going Justin Gaethje. Want Michael Chandler, though. All right. AJ predicts Michael Chandler to be one and two in the UFC. What a tough third fight this is. Uh, nice pick there. John? I'm with AJ. Justin Gaethje. Uh, I think Michael Chandler is going up against his most challenging opponent that he's ever gone against. And Justin Gaethje. Uh, Gaethje just has too many weapons. Um, and this is this is not Charles Oliveira. This is this is a much different animal. This is someone who's way more powerful than Charles Oliveira. Oliveira. Um, and I think what's going to happen pretty early here is you're going to see Justin attack the legs. He's got the best. He's got the best kicks. Best leg kicks. Unbelievable. Devastating. Honestly, uh, I think he's going to slow down Michael Chandler quite a bit. And if Michael Chandler's standing in front of Justin Gaethje, not moving. It's, it's going to be a quick night. And I think it will be a quick night. I think Justin Gaethje knocks out Michael Chandler. Oh yeah, and I think it's in the first round. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Big pick there. Love to deviate. There's a lot about Michael Chandler I love. Uh, I think he's one of the hardest punchers in the lightweight division in the UFC, uh, which makes him, of course, one of the hardest punchers in that division in the world. Um, we, we saw he basically knocked out Charles Oliveira and then brought him back to consciousness with his ground and pound. If he would have just stopped punching, he's, you know, your lightweight champion right now and fighting Mike, uh, Dustin Poirier in a massive fight mm -hmm. in December. But, uh, I mean, you just called it out. Justin Gaethje is extremely good at kicking the legs. We saw it against Poirier. And, um, you know, Michael Chandler has shown that's one of his weaknesses. So I'm going to go with Gaethje. Uh, with you guys as well. All right, next up, which is unbelievable, the fact that this fight is following that fight. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we got Shane Burgos, the number 14th ranked featherweight, uh, going to be fighting Billy Q. Shane Burgos minus 200, Billy Q, the comeback of plus 170. AJ, who do you got? Yeah, I love saying Billy Carantillo, but 
I got to go with Shane Burgos again, man. I think that uh, Burgos is just too strong for him. I think Billy Q had a good fight um, in his last one, which he, he really needed that because he looked like shit in the one before that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I, I think it's going to be kind of a no-brain pick on this one. Give me Shane Burgos all night. Uh, John, two for two with AJ right now. Uh, Shane Burgos, I think he's uh, he's he's overall the stronger athlete here. Um, he does a great job of utilizing the body shots, uh, and I think once you start slowing down Billy Q, it's a pretty straightforward situation. Um, Billy Q, I think, is more technical of a striker, um, but he doesn't have the power that Edson Barbosa does, who Shane lost to. Uh, Josh Emmett, who's arguably the hardest hitter in the entire division. And I think Shane Burgos struggles with guys who are better versions of him, like Edson, like Josh Emmett. But someone who doesn't have the power of those two, I think he's going to be okay with. He's going to be able to weather through. Uh, And I do see Shane Burgos winning this fight. Um, I'd say second round knockout. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not going to deviate either. I'm going to go with Shane Burgos. <laughs> it's just right there. Honestly, um, I think Shane, uh, you know, I'm a little bit worried about how he's going to come out. Of course, last time we saw Shane uh, was the knockout against Barbosa. Uh, pretty scary knockout. <laughs> the fact that he got hit and then, you know, 10 seconds later decided he was done. Um, but... Billy Quarantillo, I just, um, I don't know. I don't feel as confident about him as I did maybe earlier this uh, in this week. So I'm going to go with Shane Burgos here. One prop. I wanted to throw a pop prop, and this is for an additional uh, point in the rankings, is who moves backwards first in the Gaethje Chandler fight? I'll, I'll go ahead and kick things off, and I'm going to say that uh, the Justin Gaethje moves backwards. Wow. Both fighters have said that they are not going to, by the way. Who moves back first? Oof. I, I think Chandler moves back first. Yeah, so Justin Gaethje at the press conference said, no one's going to dictate the way I fight. No one's going to. If, if I have to step backwards, side to side, front, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. With that being said, I still think Chandler moves back first. And it's simply because the first thing that's going to happen in this fight is a throw kick from Gaethje. And unless... Michael Chandler is going to do what he did against Charles Oliveira and just eat the kick and get knocked down or turned around. He's going to have to take a step back. So for that reason, I'm going to go Michael Chandler first step back. All right. We will see uh, what happens with that prop. Next fight, Marlon Chito Vera taking on Frankie Edgar. Edgar, Uh, the number eight Bantam ranked. Jersey zone. Jersey zone, the number eight ranked world. Uh, Vera, number 13th ranked. Uh, Edgar coming off the uh, flying knee knockout to Corey Sanhagen. Uh, Chito coming off the loss to Jose Aldo. Chito, minus 160 favorite. Edgar in New York, plus 140. AJ, who you got? I'm going to take uh, Chito on this one. Um, I, I just don't know if Frankie Edgar still has it in him, to be honest. Um Obviously, respect to anybody that steps in the octagon, but I think he's just a little bit over his prime right here. Not that Cheeto is this amazing world-class fighter. I mean, he's the luckiest person to ever step foot in the octagon with uh, my boy, Sean O'Malley. But I think that Cheeto is going to be able to get in the clinch where he's very good at. Hopefully, you know, land some good elbows and knees and take him down the ground. Uh, what he can't do is let Frankie Edgar just keep that pace up and wear him out. Uh, so I'm going to go with Cheeto in this fight. John. And I'm riding, I'm riding the AJ train tonight. Yeah. Um, I'm loving <laughs> AJ's analysis. I'm, I'm, I'm loving everything AJ is saying. Yeah, AJ's on him right now. Yeah, he is on a different level right now. Um, you know, Frankie has had an incredible career. He's had some epic fights. Um, so many like, great Maynard fights are just unbelievable. There's so many great ones, but I think this is it for Frankie. Yeah. I think this is his, his last swan fight, song. no matter what. It's a yeah. swan song. And uh, he's been through a lot of wars, and I just don't see a way in which he can win this fight. I, I think 
yes, the volume, peppering the jab, staying on the outside, maybe wrestling a bunch. Yeah. But I think Chito's uh, more dangerous. I don't think he's dramatically more dangerous, but I do think he, he's someone who can win this fight. He can land more. He can slow down Edgar. He's going to kick the legs. Yeah, he's going to slow down Edgar. The pace in round three, I think he could go to decision. Um, but I think is going to land a lot more and just the damage is going to add up. So I'm going to take Cheeto for that reason. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna triple it up. Yes, yeah. I uh, I also agree. Um, Cheeto, more dangerous fighter. I love that you said that, John. I also think this could be Frankie Edgar's last fight. Uh, I do see a chance, uh, a path to victory for him. I think it is wrestling. Uh, I could see a you know a decision victory for Edgar, who wrestled Vera all around in the octagon. But uh, I definitely see Vera trying to get him out of there, uh, doing some damage, slowing him down. And uh, ultimately coming with a victory and moving up the bantamweight ladder. All right, boys. First of two massive championship fights. Thug Rose Nama Yunus, the women's strawweight champion, taking on the number one ranked strawweight in the world, Zhang Weili. Immediate rematch. The line has moved. This was a pick em just a few days ago. The line has, the line has moved. And uh, currently, Wei Li, the betting favorite in Vegas, um, minus 125. Uh, the line keeps moving. We have Nami Yunus back at uh, plus 105. And unbelievably, uh, it's like Vegas knows something we don't. John, <laughs> you, you had the stat earlier, one in nine for media rematches for champions. One and nine. One victory, nine losses. And the last nine fights have all been losses for champions in immediate rematches. Former uh, champions. Former yeah, champions yeah, in immediate rematches. Um, not looking good, honestly. DC comes to mind. Stipe gets the belt back from DC. In the third fight, Stipe wins. Um, you know, Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw. Nama Yunus and Yoana and Jacek. It goes on and on. It does. And, uh, yeah, the last one to get it, Randy Couture. Many moons That's ago. how long wow. ago this was. <laughs> so, uh, Vegas is predicting that they go 2-9. Two and, two and nine. They're yeah. predicting yeah. right now Zhang Wei Li uh, to pick up the victory. I think that's a testament to Zhang. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, here we go. New... Women's strawweight champion, or does uh, Thug Rose continue to dominate? AJ? I think that Whaley is the once and future queen of this division. I think she gets her belt back. Um, it's not going to be easy, though. One thing that really stuck out to me in this the previous fight that they had was that Thug Rose, her movement was excellent. Uh, Whaley didn't know what was coming at her next, and you can see that from the knockout. She was caught completely flat-footed, and that beautiful left kick from Thug Rose just knocked her out on her ass clean. Uh, I do not think that Whaley is going to come in and just stand there and stalk Rose. Her movement's going to be up. She's going to be showing exactly what she has in her toolbox. I think we see a much improved and motivated Whaley Zhang and if that haircut that she's got doesn't fucking terrify you, I don't know what will. Wow. Wow. Massive pick. Uh, method of victory, AJ. Um, give me Whaley TKO. And if I can get bonus points, round two. Wow. Second round TKO for John Whaley. John, what do you got? Wow, so these two these two fights are unbelievable. They're Both of these crazy. are fantastic. Crazy. Uh, this this to me is is the best fight on the card. I mean, I know the Gaethje Chandler's fireworks, yeah. but this is such a great fight. Uh, it was the first one was a gonna, under the radar. On this yeah, fight, the first one sure. the first one was gonna be an epic fight. It yeah. just so happened that Rose completely starched Whaley. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I I really do believe that uh, Thug Rose is the better fighter. Uh, than than Weili Zhang, I really do. I feel like her first title reign was uh, a, a small percentage of who she is as a fighter, and uh, and what we saw in the first fight between these two 
is not even is not even the highest likelihood of victory. A head kick, knocking out Weili Zhang was on the lower end of the list for me in terms of how she was going to get a win. Um, but that's how she got the win. I do think that Wei Li made some adjustments. Obviously, she's in a new camp. She's training with Henry Cejudo out in Arizona. Um, but I think, to me, that, that tells me that Wei Li is definitely concerned and had to make some big changes. And I think anytime you make some massive changes like that, it can go one of two ways. It can be epic or it can be a big dud. And I think Wei Li's consistent, um, Rose's consistency with Trevor Whitman and, and Matt Jim and having these two other guys around her during this fight camp. Uh, honestly, I think Rose Rose wins this fight. I think she dominates this fight. Uh, I can see a second-round submission for Rose. Wow. I think, um, I think Wei Li's going get, to get to the wrestling early. I think she's going to try and take Rose down. And truthfully, I think that's a massive mistake against Rose. Uh, and I think Rose is going to capitalize on, uh, I could see a guillotine, I could see a triangle. Um, I'm going to say guillotine second round. Oh, my God. Rose. Wow. And still. And still, yeah. what a, what a uh, prediction there. Got you each on uh, one side of this one. Got you each. Got you each. Got you each. Got you each. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Thug Rose here. Um, Wei Lee has looked really good. In her career in the UFC, uh, with the exception of one fight, and it was Rose, you know. And um, I think that she's got more tools. She's got more paths to victory. Uh, her movement in that first Wei Li fight reminded me, honestly, from what we just saw with Corey Sandhagen against Piotr Jan. Um, I think it's no uh, mistake. I think Trevor Whitman is uh, training right now three of the best strikers uh, in the UFC, and um, he's really up to the game of uh, Thug Rose, and I think since she lost the title and uh, got dropped on her head by Jessica Andrade and has come back, uh, she's looked really different. She's looked a lot more locked in. I don't think the title is uh, becoming too big a moment for her, and uh, I think it's a little early for her to drop it, so I'm going to pick Rose here. Uh, I'm also going to go submission. And I'm gonna go submission in the first round. Oh my! God. I'm gonna say oh we see a first, a first round submission uh, by Thug Rose here. Honestly, Vegas just—it's disrespectful. It's crazy. He's not giving her any. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But anyway, we're here, we've arrived. To the we've main event. We're here. The main event. Uh, the rematch. Are you gonna say your statement? Does anybody think that Kamaru Usman? <laughs> Against Colby Covington, and does anybody here think that Colby Covington has a chance? Let's just start there. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll kick things off. He definitely has a chance, right? <laughs> yes, uh, he's way more talented in his division than Glover Teixeira is in his. We'll just right. get that out of the way. I honestly <laughs> think Colby Covington is the best welterweight in the UFC outside of Kamaru Usman and Hamza Chimaev. I think uh, Shemaev is just too big and too strong for everybody in the division outside of maybe Usman. And I think Usman is too big and too strong for everybody. Um, so I think Colby Covington is right there. Uh, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, he didn't use that in their first fight. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to try to use it this fight. And I honestly think it's a mistake because I don't think he's going to out-wrestle Kamaru Usman. I think the only way we see Colby Covington's hands raised here is if Kamaru Usman comes out flat. And uh, do I think there's a chance he comes out flat at some night in the UFC? Of course. Everybody has an off night at some point. GSP had an off night. People have off nights. Um, I just don't think that in this rivalry that we're going to see an off night from Kamaru Usman. Uh, we saw what he's done uh, in rematches as of late. The uh, Masvidal rematch, he came out completely on fire. He already had a win over the guy. Uh, you could think maybe Masvidal was a hungrier fighter in that one, and he completely starched him with one of the greatest knockouts of the year. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he's going to be up for this one. And I honestly don't think the fact that there's going to be a lot of people cheering for Colby in New York is going to make a difference. 
He was in Jacksonville, where the entire stadium of unvaccinated people that all had COVID in Florida <laughs> were cheering for Masvidal and booed Usman, and he delivered them a fantastic viral knockout. And uh, I'm going to kick things off here. I think we're going to see it again. I think Usman is going to finish Colby Covington. I think he's going to be uh, motivated to hurt him and hurt him badly, but I do think he'll be locked in. Um, this reminds me a little bit of the Gilbert Burns fight. I think the difference here is that Burns is a much stronger uh, and better striker than Colby Covington. And he was actually able to rock Usman. And it looked like Usman was hurt. And it looked like, wow, we're going to have a new welterweight champion. And then all he does is knock out Gilbert Burns with a jab in the next round. <laughs> um, I think we see uh, I think we see this guy out of there in the third round. Colby Covington, uh, TKO in the third round. I think he gets dropped by a big big right. I think it's a similar punch that we saw Masvidal dropped by uh, and still. Joan? Uh, minus 320 favorite right now. Big favorite. Big favorite. Uh, plus 250 Colby Covington. Um, you know, the path, path to victory for Colby Covington is either wrestling him like a Chael Sonnen did to Anderson Silva for five rounds, you know, just trying that path to victory. I, that's a very tall order against Kamaru Usman. He's no slouch. Yeah, he's, he's a very strong uh, wrestler, and he may not be the most... Um, Never been taken down. Yeah, he may, may, not, may not have the, big, the best technique, but I do think that he is a strong wrestler. He's a big-body, strong wrestler. Um, I do predict that Colby Covington will take Kamaru Usman down oh in this fight. I do think that I do think that Colby Covington is the most talented wrestler in the division. I mean, he is. He's the most decorated. He's D1, Oregon State. He's he's proven it. Uh, he just doesn't have any of the power to finish Kamaru Usman. I gotta that's I gotta ask you a follow up, John. That's the. Do that's we the do we see Colby Covington? Mount Kamaru Usman and land ground and heavy strikes. Not going to say he finishes yeah. him, but do we get that image on our TV screens I don't, tomorrow? Night? I don't think we get a full mount Colby Covington. I do think we get a lot of hands in the face, a lot of side control, half guard, um, maybe tries to take his back. I don't think Kamaru is going to let anybody full mount him. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Colby just doesn't have the power to knock out Kamaru Usman. You know, if he got caught behind the ear, and maybe an early stoppage from the ref. Like, there's very few paths to victory to Kirk Colby Covington. And there's so many paths to victory for Kamaru Usman, right? He has the ability to knock someone out with a jab or a straight. He has the ability to out-wrestle them and ground and pound them. Uh, I just think he's a more complete fighter. And I think Kamaru Usman gets it done. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that this fight goes... uh... Man, this is tough. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to say this fight goes into the later part of the third round, and Kamaru Usman gets, gets, catches him with a right, finishes it with ground and pound on the, on the bottom, ref stops the fight, game over, third round, Kamaru Usman. Too good. He's just too good. He's unbelievable. He's too good. AJ, finish this off here. Finish this um, off. Yeah, I'd love to finish you guys off. Um, you know, what can you say – about tomorrow, Usman. The guy is an incredible fighter. He can do it all and do it all extremely well. Uh, the one thing that really stuck out to me in the first fight uh, uh, between him and Covington was uh, Covington's ability to just stay at the end of those strikes. It helped him stay in the fight a lot longer. I think that this version of Usman that he's going to face is not going to allow that too much. I don't think that Usman just wants to stand with him in the middle of the octagon again this time. I think he wants to get in there, finish him, game bread style, uh, like Max suggested. I'm going to take Usman via knockout round three. Nice. All right. Nice. I think we all have third round uh, victory for Usman there. Um, Nice job. All right, guys. So that's our uh, 268 predictions. It's coming down, looks like, to uh, Thug Rose or Wei Li. Um, we, we ended up picking a lot of the, uh, lot of the same fighters there. Um, I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic card. 
Let's uh, let's wrap up with some rapid fire yeah, down, FFL please. news. Please, we're trying to record a podcast. New hey, York. lady, can you hear me? We're recording. New York, man, I tell you. Yeah, New York. Uh, is... So the the double or nothing card announced last night. Uh, we see on it debut of several prime icons in the debut of one newly added fighter to the game, Islam Mahashev. Of course, signs with the corporation. Accompanying. Um, and we have uh, Prime St. Pierre. We have Prime Overeem on mm-hmm. this card. We see Prime Silva and Prime Bisping on this card. Um, am I forgetting anybody? Doesn't look like it. Uh, obviously, Connor could be two massive main events. Yeah, Prime Habib. Prime Habib, wow. Yeah. Uh, Israel Adesanya versus Gokan Saki for the light heavyweight championship. Kamaru Usman versus Nate Diaz, too, for the welterweight championship. Amanda Nunez versus Holly Holm for the featherweight championship. We got the Vegas Roulette middleweight gauntlet on there. Um, some big time fights Poirier versus Makashev, uh, accompanied by Hasbullah. Uh, GSP versus Robbie Lawler. Of course, Lawler coming off of that big win at Halloween Havoc over Ferguson. Overeem making his debut with Blake. I mean, there's awesome fights all over the place. Uh, anything stick out to you, John, you want to talk about? Oh, there's so many incredible fights on this card. I, I love the Adesanya Gogansaki fight. I mean, how could you not? After yeah. the debut of Gogansaki. Uh, Adesanya proving his medal against DC in an epic fight. Awesome it's, fight. it's one of the best fights that we've seen. Yeah, awesome Unbelievable. Um, of course, you have some some classics on here. You have the St. Pierre, which it's is going to be, be a barn burner. Um, there's a lot of great ones on here. I, I can't wait to see the uh, the Vegas Roulette middleweight gauntlet with some with some absolute prime legends in there. Just some all stars. Uh, Connor Khabib too. You know, it is one of my fights, but the, the first meeting between these two in season two has been unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's right up there for me. And uh, maybe, maybe fight of the night. Uh-oh. Maybe, maybe fight of the night here. Uh, I think we might see uh, the. Well, I just missed one. I missed oh, one. Aldo Barbosa. Aldo. I wow. missed that one. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, I won't call a fight of the night. I am looking forward to seeing Prime Overeem getting in there, though, yeah. because the Prime Overeem card Prime is, a huge is a huge problem. It's a huge problem. AJ, what sticks out to you here, bud? Um, the fight that I'm really looking forward to watching is Dustin Poirier on his new team fighting Mahashev for the very first time. With Hasbulli. So, with with Hasbulli. Cannot forget Hasbulli. Um, I was very disappointed to hear that Mahashev had been able to complete a contract negotiation with the corporation. Um, you know, he's very surprising. He, he said, not, not, not for me. That guy's a shark, man. You know, Max, he signs, he signs them, and you got Bisping, of course. You know, we were just too wrapped up in our legal disputes. I can't really <laughs> talk too much about that right now, but he yeah. fell through our fingers. Um, and you know, if I if I can't have him on my team, at least I can be a fan and watch this amazing fight. I'm just excited for that one for sure. Uh, excited to to get back in the octagon with Izzy. We got two fights. I think that that uh, that matchup against Gokhan is a very very interesting fight. It's going to be an awesome matchup. A stand and bang, stand and too, bang. no yeah. less, no less. That's going to be an amazing. Uh, just be ready to see some crazy shit between these two guys in the stand and bang fight. Um, but yes, of course, excited for my girl Wei Lee. Hopefully, she can you know, get it back together than this one and in real life. It's just an amazing card, double or nothing. And it's not even the only thing that we got last night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, an epic day, honestly, in NFL history with Prime Icons released. Um, we obviously saw the, uh, the fantastic double or nothing card and wrapped things up last night after the beef of Anderson Silva and DC came to a head. It did. The FFL Croatian Commission reached a contract signing with both fighters to be new coaches on the Ultimate Fighter 4. 
Uh, we had the breaking news drop last night. Are you boys excited for this one? Let's go. Yeah, I, I think, I think, you, Max, you know how AJ and I feel about the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. it's, had, it's had such an incredible uh, history yeah. in this league, getting back to last season. Uh, we've had so many incredible fights. Yeah. Uh, so many epic wars on those on those uh, tough nights 100%. where we're, we're coaching our team. So, and for these two. To be the coaches, these two the coaches. Absolutely, yeah. Christian making his uh, coaching debut. My first return to coaching, especially first time under this new format here. Uh, it's going to be fun, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, DC, you know, dropped a promo yesterday. Um, gonna let that just kind of live and breathe on its own. DC's his own guy. He is our corporate champion. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm looking forward to. Uh, some of the new changes that are going to be happening in the Ultimate Fighter format. Uh, we have yet to announce the divisions. I think double or nothing and the results there are going to help us decide exactly what we're going to see at the Ultimate Fighter 4. But I can tell you that uh, the Ultimate Fighter 4 is, in fact, Pay-Per-View 9. So I announced Pay-Per-View Let's 9. go! Pay-Per-View 9 as November to remember. It is... The Ultimate Fighter 4, November to remember. (laughs) Because the new change to this format is the Ultimate Fighter will not take place all on one night like previously. Oh my God. But it will take place throughout the remainder of the month of November. Oh my God. This is it. We're spreading it out. We're spreading the fights out. It's going to be a long-standing event where we all come together to uh, to watch the fights, uh, to coach the fights. It's going to be a good time. What a bombshell. Even, um, even better. Man, this is... Yes. I, I know I said in the group chat as the news broke yesterday, but this is absolutely my favorite format that we do here at the FFL. And we always get better after going through it tough we become better fighters better coaches better friends everything i don't know who i'm more excited to be coached by to be honest um but just knowing that it's not just gonna be constrained to one or two nights but the entire month is just got me smiling ear to ear max excellent job yeah the uh the best part about it is we're gonna be able to get all the fun experiences of the ultimate fighter with the coaching the drafting the teams, uh, the drama that goes in the house. Uh, <laughs> over the course of the next few weeks, all the while, other cards are dropping. It's, 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 it's honestly going to be the best of both worlds. <laughs> the fact that uh, we're going to be seeing other cards happening with uh, the Ultimate Fighter going on. It's going to be a really good time. Uh, more news on how the draft is going to work. Division or divisions, will it be one, will it be two, how that's going to work, and uh, more information to come. Wow, this has been a great time, boys. What a great time. I'm so excited for Amazing tomorrow. time. One of the best cards of all time. And uh, AJ, we got one piece of news for you before we send it home. Uh-oh. Play that music. Right here, right now, as the commissioner of the Fight Forever League, me and the Croatian Commission have come to an agreement. We have signed all the requirements, and in partnership with the NWO Wolfpack, we can announce the reinstatement. of the former light heavyweight and heavyweight champion John Bones Jones. Oh my God. Someone keep John Jones away from this fucking house for her ultimate fighter. It won't end well. Oh my God. And uh, he's back to do one thing and one thing only. 
<laughs> oh my God! Wow! He's gonna, he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be ringside. He's gonna be cage side at double or nothing. And oh my God! We're in early negotiations for his return to the octagon. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, AJ, for joining us. Thank, thank you, John, of course. Thank you. My pleasure. What a, great what, a, what a great show. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed. See you on the other side. Peace. I'm already done. I'm already done. I'm already done. I'm fucking gone, dude. I don't know how we're going to do this. It's a great example of... Yeah, honestly, it's, it's a great example. <laughs> if only we could stop this.